Welcome back to the AmeriChicks with Kim Munson, where we dissect issues as right versus wrong instead of right versus left, agree or disagree. Let's have a conversation. Thrilled to have in studio with me today, Natalie Menton. She's been a community activist since 1990, always working towards government transparency, accountability, and for freedom. Natalie, it's great to have you in studio. Thank you. I'm just so glad to be here with you, Kim. And, you know, and one of the things that is near and dear to your heart is TABOR, the Taxpayers' Bill of Rights. And this legislature, this uh, House, Senate, and Colorado governor uh, are putting some legislation forward, and it's going to be a ballot question that's going to take a big swipe at TABOR. That's correct. And I don't think it's on a lot of um, the, the, the people that are out there and thinking about all these different things with the, um, everything from the Polis recall to the oil and gas legislation, um, the long, long list of people uh, that are focused on other topics. I don't think the TABOR issue is on their radar, and that is why we're gearing up. Uh, to make sure that people are aware that on this November's ballot, um, roughly 130 days from now, they're going to be getting something in their mailbox that will basically erase one-third of the taxpayer protections present in the Taxpayers' Bill of Rights. And the first thing that people should keep in, in, in mind here is the legislature back in 1992, did not put the Taxpayers' Bill of Rights into our Constitution. It was the citizens. And it took multiple times before it was put in there. This is a very valuable and very solid uh, protection mechanism for the citizens. And to have this um, swipe at it, this gutting of the Taxpayers' Bill of Rights, should be one of the top priorities for people in Colorado. Well, Natalie Minton, Colorado does not really have a revenue problem. They have a spending problem because our, from what I uh, can see from my research, is that the, the amount of revenue that the state government has been receiving continues to go up and up and up. It does. It's gradual. It's growing about a, a billion dollars a year. And we have the spending charts on that. Uh, if you run into certain people on the other side of this issue, uh, they'll actually try to claim that the state revenue has dropped. And what they're speaking about is the general fund, but that's merely some uh, tricks and maneuvers mm-hmm. uh, the government has done to put our taxes in other accounts. But at the end of the day, the revenue continues to grow like a roller coaster ride going up. Going up. It elitches. Well, and what's interesting about the Taxpayers' Bill of Rights is it's all about consent. All it really does is there's two things from my understanding, Natalie. One of them is is if politicians and bureaucrats want to raise our taxes, they just have to ask us. And then the other thing, and this is what this House Bill 1257 and 1258 is kind of taking this big swipe at Tabor, and that is uh, Tabor, the Taxpayers' Bill of Rights, also says, hey, politicians and bureaucrats, uh, if you want to keep more of our money, and it's a, a, above a formula, and it's a pretty, pretty, uh, uh, um, what's the word I'm trying to say? It, Generous it, is what I would yeah, say. Yeah. But it's a formula of popula- population and inflation, and anything above that, again, they just have to ask us. Yeah, uh, well, let's go with, first of all, I think of Tabor as three items. Okay. So, yes, voters need to approve tax increases. Voters also need to approve debt. 
So that's the second piece that okay. you would not put in there that right. I okay. consider very important. And the third is the government spending limits. And there is a generous formula in there, and you're right. It's population plus inflation at the state level. So what that is uh, doing is saying, here's the economy, and we want to make sure that government is growing on a similar rate to the economy. Because if government grows faster than the economy, we're not going to be able to sustain it. And that is what was present and why people were so concerned um, prior to 1992 to create those safety mechanisms for us. When we reach our down periods and economic downturns, if government has gotten bloated before we enter that that phase that mm-hmm. just always does come up. You, ac- mm-hmm. you know economics. Mm-hmm. That is just a natural part of economy. Though stronger and more sustainable, we make our government when we have these protections in place. Well, you know, and Governor Hickenlooper has thrown his hat in the ring for uh, president of the United States. And I think that he likes to take credit for an economy that's been pretty successful here in Colorado. But if he had his way, then we would not have these government spending limits that Tabor puts in, or well, the limits of Tabor all across the board. And if that was the case, I don't think that we would have the economy that we have. He's trying to take credit for something that actually he's trying to get rid of the thing that actually made it happen. Um, I would agree with you 100%. Um, if you look at uh, the Great Recession, um, which frankly, almost bordered on depression, but a great recession. Um, The Taxpayers' Bill of Rights is a huge reason why we recovered in Colorado faster than other states. And let me go back to about consent. Consent is very important because um, this is where the legislature has used uh, tricks and maneuvers Mm -hmm. to get around those three basic fundamentals with the Taxpayers' Bill of Rights. As an example... Instead of going to the voters and asking for a tax increase, they know down at the state capitol what they have chosen to do is hit us up with fees. So when our car registration fees went up, that was actually a tax. They just didn't want to come and ask us. Um, There is a long list of those hospital provider fee, the hidden Mm -hmm. sick bed tax. Mm -hmm. Uh, There is a list both at the state level and the local government. They didn't want to come and ask the voters because they haven't provided enough accountability. It's a shell game down at the Capitol. How can we say this new amount of money is going to be going for the fundamental purposes of government? We don't always get those answers, and we actually have facts to know that it didn't play true. Consent. With the debt issue, they've gotten around that by using certificates of participation, putting debt on our children without asking us. Frankly, it's a joke. There's bondholders, there's interest rates, and in fact, the interest rates are higher when you use these little tricky methods that they've come up with. But let's talk about going back to what's going to be on the November ballot. Okay. This question in itself is about the third issue, and that is the reasonable limits on government growth. Mm-hmm. What the legislature has done is referred this measure to the voters. So it's not that the voters said, we want to do this. It was the democratically controlled legislature who forced this through. In fact, there was only one Republican who even signed on to it. Quite disappointed with him, but you can see that the majority is what is now presenting this ballot issue. Mm-hmm. The Taxpayers' Bill of Rights 
agrees about consent. And the big item that everybody seems to uh, run around is that Tabor knew in advance, the creators, the authors of Tabor, and it was multiple people actually involved in that conversation, took multiple ballot efforts. You couldn't take those spending limits away permanently. If you look at the language in the Taxpayers' Bill of Rights, it mentions four years. What that meant was a four-year timeout on government spending limits, just four years. You weren't going to take it away from future generations. But what the legislature is doing with this referred measure is permanently removing the growth limits on government, permanently. That means also when they've charged us too much in taxes and we're supposed to get our Tabor refund, they are permanently going to eliminate this. If a majority of taxpayers or voters get fooled and vote yes, that's why we have to vote no on this measure. Okay, we vote no. Interestingly, I think that I saw the ballot language, though, and it has all the flowery stuff. I think it starts out with without raising taxes, yeah. which I think is a bit disingenuous because, in essence, true, those taxes have been paid. However, they want to keep that excess revenue. So, again, these people are really good at with a play on words. They are very much, and I um, testified down at the, the House Finance meeting when this was being heard, and that was my exact comment, is that if you really want to have an honest conversation with the voters, here's how you would phrase the ballot question. Do you agree to permanently give up your Tabor tax refund? Your and tax your children's. Fund? Yes, and your children's. And do you permanently agree to let government grow at an unlimited rate. That would be an honest ballot issue question. And you might guess they did not go along with the suggestion. No, I don't think they did. But they said it's, it's for the children and it's to get rid of congestion on your roads is what they're implying. Yes. You know, and they know that those are two things that are important to people. But once again, um, you know, when you look at the accountability in each of those particular subjects as well, and, and the um, transparency, it's just not there. And so we as voters want to make sure that we maintain control and don't give these, these people down there at the state house, whether or not they're Democrats, Republicans, unaffiliated, all of them across the board, they need to be held accountable and we need to make sure that uh, we keep Tabor in place. And it doesn't say that they can't have tax increases, even though they really want them. It just says, hey, you just have to ask us. And so, Natalie, we're going to go to break here in just a minute. But there is a, a very kind of concerted effort, and it's bipartisan on all sides of the aisle, that is going to be working to try to get support for people to vote for giving away their uh, tax refunds permanently. And so we're going to go to break. When we come back, I would like you to tell us a little bit about this organization. Be glad to do that. Okay, we'll be right back. back to the Ameritics with Kim Munson, where we dissect issues as right versus wrong instead of right versus left, agree or disagree. Let's have a conversation. Thrilled to have in studio with me, Natalie Menton. She's a community activist since 1990. 
And she's always working for transparency and accountability in government. She's always working for freedom. We're talking about the Taxpayers' Bill of Rights. And this is an amendment that was put into the Colorado Constitution to keep government spending in check. And if politicians and bureaucrats want to raise our taxes, basically Tabor says, Hey, you just want to you just need to ask us the voter if they want to incur debt on on our behalf. Hey, you just have to ask us and then we're going to let you grow government. We have a generous formula of inflation uh, plus population. But anything above that, you just have to ask us. I mean, it seems like good manners to me, Natalie. Uh, yeah, and uh, just summarizing for those who might be me t- tuning in, um, what we're talking about is this t- this ballot issue that is going to be on the 2019 um, ballot, and that's going to be in people's mailbox here in about 130 days. And what they're going to be asked uh, is the language they're going to read on their ballot is without increasing taxes, da-da-da-da-da-da-da. But what this means is you're essentially in this ballot issue, they're asking you the voters, if Colorado can permanently remove government growth limits uh, that the citizens of Colorado put into place. They're asking if those can be permanently eliminated. The question is also saying, even though you may not get it from the language, are you willing to permanently give up your taxpayers' bill of rights refund here in Colorado? So I hope everybody's going to vote no on this. And what uh, this is, is, is doing is it's reaching out to all of the citizens of Colorado and affecting the future. Are we going to be able to keep government growth reasonable? Because that is allowed in the Taxpayers' Bill of Rights. And I want to lead into a little bit about a group that some people will start to become familiar with because they've really been meeting undercover, um, but they will be one of the main proponents kicking off the support to take away your taxpayers' bill of rights, and that is called. A, it's a group called Building a Better Colorado. So it's a real nice uh, sounding yeah, name. Words we like. Yes, and over the last eight weeks, um, and actually a few years ago, this group um, has been present in our community. And back some years ago, they had community conversation, and they learned from those meetings uh, when they met with civic leaders and the public that the meetings didn't quite turn out the way they they wanted. So this round, what they are focused on, in my opinion, is being the support group to eliminate the taxpayer's bill of rights, not only on the growth limits, but also opening the door to removing the part of taxpayers' uh, TABOR that requires voters give approval for tax increases. And what they're doing is holding very select meetings. And I think we're going to play a couple clips um, as we move through this conversation. But as I say, some years ago, they had public meetings. And at this point, uh, what they've done is close the door and had select civic leaders, and I use that in quotes, choose certain participants to attend these meetings. Because in their words, if we have the right audience, then we will build the right consensus. And it's been quite disturbing to be part of um, hearing these things. And and I was not invited to these meetings. I invited myself. So I want to be very clear that even though um, I was there, it was not because I was invited. And I've been a member, very active member of the community. I'm an elected official. And I would not have been invited in the regular rules of engagement on this. Um, 
because I would be one that would be standing up for the taxpayers, and I don't think the majority of the audience was doing that. Well, and this is really interesting because, first of all, uh, in the sound bites, they indicate that they will not have public meetings, correct? Uh, that's correct. I, Let's, one, should we play that? We don't host public meetings. Uh, we, we go to the communities themselves and have them build the meeting, the guest list of people in their community uh, who look like their community and, and who are, can engage constructively. Uh, you can see right there uh, we had two clips. One, it very select conversation started by the mayor, one of the county, or actually two of the county commissioners, the school superintendent, who had created a very select invite list for the meeting. Um, you could hear the project manager, Reeves Brown, state, we don't host public meetings. And I think we're going to play one more just a little bit later uh, after I discuss, kind of give a lead-in okay. to this. But what they are trying to do is, first of all, claim that if the community wants this change, um, building a better Colorado only serves as the the tool or the mechanism to prompt the change. But it was interesting going to this meeting. First of all, I, I honestly don't hear the average citizen complaining um, about these problems in Colorado. So I think the problems were actually created within this group. As an example, when I attended the one meeting, again, I had invited myself. At the beginning, we weren't asked really if Colorado was just fine as it is. The question was, what do you find wrong with Colorado? And honestly, for me, I love Colorado. I like our limited government growth in Colorado. But the option on the screen that we used with our electronic um, clickers, there was no option for nothing. All there were were problems that building a better Colorado wanted to vote on. You know, Natalie, I find it interesting because the real question that they that's going to be on the ballot is whether or not uh, government can continue to grow and take more of your money. That would be the honest question <laughs> is can government take more of your money? And most people are going to say no, but instead they are trying to find different um, problems, if you will, that the solution is go going to have to be to uh, to start to take the teeth out of Tabor. It is. And let's just go back because I, I meant to cover this and I didn't. But when folks read this ballot issue, it starts out with the politician's favorite language without increasing taxes. But everybody needs to realize that you are going to see a tax increase, a net tax increase, because you give up your tax refund by voting yes. So, so what this is like then, Natalie, is uh, on the federal level, it would be like uh, you not getting your tax refund back, right? Yes, yes exactly. Huh. You paid in too much, and that, that, that's your issue right there. But, okay. but here, they are collecting too much based upon these reasonable growth limits that are allowed, they are to refund it to us. And they like to um, narrow it down and say, well, you know, it's just this amount of money. It's only a, cup a of couple coffee hundred a bucks, you know. Yeah. yeah, boil it down to the minute. So, you're, you know, it's only 60 cents per minute. Um, but in reality, if folks need that money for a prescription or the family needs a refrigerator or the kid needs uh, special higher-end glasses or a hearing aid, it is actually quite rude and disrespectful to think that citizens don't know how to spend their money 
on their priority. On their quality of life. Right. Which that's one of the things when I listen to the, the tape there is they're talking about quality of life. Well, quality of life means that you can get your hearing aid or the child can get their, uh, their glasses. That's important to note that. Or paying for health care. And or big, big issue that I agree is a is big, big thing is the cost of housing. You know, if that's taking um, two, three hundred dollars out of your pocket that would have been there already, it's already your money to help you with that rent or building that down payment for a house. That is your money, folks. When it says without increasing taxes, it's just an outright lie, frankly. Right. So this will, we encourage a no vote on this, but they're going to be ramping up trying to get people to uh, vote the other way on that. And so they're, they're, you know, they're selecting these people, though, that's going to be in these meetings, and then they put them in these different tables, and there's a table leader. And so people think that they're giving their opinion, but they're being guided, from what I can tell. Uh, yes. Uh, the meeting that I did attend, again, I invited myself. I wasn't invited there. They actually called it a name-storming session. So they had p- pulled and created a very select group, and this was the Stage 2 meeting. Our task that day was to vet the names of people in the community who had signed up to be engaged. Okay, I think we have a soundbite on that, don't we? We do, and it uh, talks about whether if one of the names made you shudder um, or gave you heartburn, we were to strike the name and come up with somebody else who would be a little more friendly to that consensus you wanted to build. Okay, let's hear that. In each community, we go to these six people, and those are the first six that builds this audience. And now we're asking you today to do the same thing, to come up with 10 to 20 names uh, uh, today on those sheets, and we just ask you to start writing them down. And uh, we need email addresses, so if you have your phone, uh, we need the email address or they can't be invited. We want all of you to feel comfortable. If there's a name that's suggested that just makes you cringe, say something. But if you have heartburn with somebody, say something. And uh, if somebody has heartburn with a name that's suggested, be respectful of that. Come up with a different name. Uh, So we're going to add those people to your guest list unless you tell us not to. Okay? If there's a name on there that you just makes you shudder, then we'll scratch it out. Okay, Natalie, we have probably about uh, two more minutes. What are the final things that we need to leave with listeners on this today? And uh, we're going to have to continue this conversation as we get closer and closer to November. So what are the final thoughts today? One more thing I just wanted to add so that you citizens know how you were thought of in these meetings. The project manager, Reeves Brown, during this meeting stated, quoting Lyndon Johnson, uh, that what he wanted in these groups was carpenters. It takes a carpenter to build a barn, but any jackass can kick it down. So so let's hear that, too. We're looking for constructive discussion. And in every community, except Lakewood, in every community, (laughs) there are a handful of people who are not constructive. There are a handful of people who are just destructive. We're not looking for those people. We don't know who those people are. Linda Johnson once said, uh, any, it takes a carpenter to build a barn, but any jackass can kick it down. <laughs> We're looking for carpenters, okay? Looking for carpenters. That is astounding, what we just heard. I, I, I think to call us jackasses, is, um, it speaks for itself. So as we move forward... Uh, let's go with this. Number one, people need to be focused on this. There's a lot of projects out there. There's a lot of bills that came through that capital that are very bad. And people need to remember, this is going to be on your ballot in November. 
this November. And for those who are very interested in being part of the movement to save our taxpayers' Bill of Rights, I would encourage them to send me an email, and they can do that by sending it to Colorado Engaged at gmail.com. That's Colorado Engaged at gmail.com. And Natalie, you, you spoke on this at our Standing for Colorado rally, and you really uh, hit the nail on the head to talk about carp- carpenters there. Uh, and I think you had a whole bunch of people that signed up and says, yes, this is important to us. We want to help. And so we would highly encourage people to do that. So again, what is that email? Send it to Colorado Engaged at gmail.com. We'll be organizing some events to uh, get folks caught up on Taxpayers' Bill of Rights and know that when you go to a public meeting and the legislature says, we're just asking for to keep the money that you already gave us, um, there's so many ways that they've taken money without asking us. Give you the talking point so that you can talk to your neighbor and understand why Tabor is about protecting you and protecting Colorado. I hope everybody is going to vote no on Proposition CC. Proposition CC, no vote. Let's keep this conversation going uh, as we get closer and closer to this. Natalie Minton, thank you so much.